Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Well, Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Jamie, I had the opportunity to uh, meet and greet and shake the hand of the commissioner of the Big 12 yesterday before our basketball game with uh, Kansas State, Brett Yomar. He was uh, he was sitting uh, a chair away from me on uh, on the floor of the municipal auditorium last night, and he was on his phone. And when he got off his phone, I, I took the opportunity to go over there and extend the right hand of Double T 97.3 Fellowship and meet the the Big 12 commissioner and give him my business card. How about that? <laughs> Did you offer to buy him a jacket? Did not. I'm uh, I'm I'm done offering uh, buying jackets. I'm I'm out of the jacket buying business uh, for the for the moment. Why? But, uh, well, because I mean it's expensive, Jamie. I mean I I've, I've fulfilled my. I mean. I'm, I'm done buying millionaire sport coats. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done. But, you know, I, shot, I shot my mouth off once, you know, and I, the lucky lady allows me kind of one kind of cavalier, you know, shoot, shoot from the cuff kind of moment a month. Okay, and so I think I'm done for. I'm done for a little while. But uh, he was very cordial. He was very nice. Uh, gave him my card, and he said anything I can do for you. And I'm like, we'd love to have you on sometime. And uh, he, I said, do you have a card? He did not have a card. That's a little disappointing. How does the big 12 commissioner not have a business card? Or did he say to himself, even though this guy has a coat and tie on, or just, a, a, you know, has a tie on right now and has, has a very nice suit on and has his hair combed properly and, and seems like a relatively uh, upstanding uh, member of the community. He could be a jack wagon, so I'm not going to give him my card. He's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't have any on me. I'm like, okay, so we'll we'll send so what you're saying is info. Brett, Brett Yomar could read people pretty well. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Maybe maybe he just said I don't need to give this lunatic my business card. So he didn't quote have a business card for me, uh, but he said I'll send you my info, and I'm like, I said sure, okay, great. I can't. I can't tell you how many times people say, "Hey, let me have your card, and I'll send you my info." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, great." And, and guess what, Jamie? You don't generally, get the info. <laughs> generally, generally, they they don't. They don't do that. So, uh, at any rate, it's. Uh, have it's, you ever uh, this, considered um, waiting for him, like in the back alley, you know, in the receiving mm-hmm. area, and that maybe you mm-hmm. you could get the business card there. Well, you know, uh, sometimes that sometimes that happens. But I mean, I just he was he was all by himself, and he he looked like he needed somebody to talk to. So I, <laughs> I, I, went, I went I went over there and I went over there. And, so and you did it for him. him. It wasn't for you. It, it was for oh, him. It was, it was it was completely for me, Jamie. It was, compl- it was completely it was completely for me. But see, you you rely on me to do those to do those kinds of things. You you need me to do those things. You need me to be the one that's the out front guy to kind of set the tone, set the pace uh, for for things like that. It's like uh, 
last year, uh, the commissioner of the Big 12, Bob Bowlesby, he sat behind me, but he was uh, he didn't look very friendly last year. So I just I just kind of left him alone. But Brett Yomar, he looked very, very friendly. By the way, did you did you hear the number? They, they sold the uh, the floor seats this year and they created this, uh, I don't know, kind of champions club. Uh, where the where the media room used to be to eat uh, at uh, the T-Mobile Center is now the Champions Club, and they sold these seats on the floor for like five thousand dollars a seat, and they sold like a hundred of them or a couple hundred of them, and he basically did it to generate revenue. Which I mean, that's his job. His job is to generate revenue and find new revenue sources, and so move the media up to the very very upper deck which is a long ways away we never went there because we got better seats for ourselves we just kind of commandeered some seats for the texas tech game that we went to on uh, wednesday night Fink and me um but uh yeah that's really that was that was really impressive uh, that they were able to do that and, and generate some extra extra news uh let's see this from the eight scoring center chat line Great, Chuck. You're going to get Tech kicked out of the Big 12. No, man, they need us. They need us. Um, Shelly says, NBC breaking news. Yomar interview incoming. Way to be bold, Chuckles. Way to be bold. I like that, Jamie. Way to be bold. Yeah, you're definitely bold. (laughs) I'm bold enough for both of us, probably. Um, This, it was in the paper when they did it. Not sure how many balls are buried there from the Kingsbury era, but if it was based on defensive performances it would be all of them wow that's a little sharp this morning we were not a good defensive team then that's why it's been so so fun to see the 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 defensive arrow trending in the right direction over the last few seasons i mean even during the Uh, wells era you were better defensively than the kingsbury era yeah this this from the uh, yates flooring center chat line uh, courtesy of the Double T ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. In places you don't like to think about, Jamie, you want him shaking those hands. You need him shaking those hands. And you go to bed at night thankful he is shaking those hands. He would just appreciate it if you would simply say thank you. But frankly, he doesn't give a damn, Jamie. <laughs> a little few good men uh, comments there. <laughs> he definitely does does not care. He there's no question. He he's gonna do it one way or the other. Whether yeah, I tell sometimes... him I need him on that wall or not, he's going to do it. I'm gonna be on that wall, Jamie. I'm gonna be on that be on that wall for you. Um, <laughs> hey, Patrick Ewing out of a gig at Georgetown. That's no surprise. Um, that's no surprise. What may be what may be a surprise is um, who might be replacing him, because you know obviously Texas Tech's looking for uh, a new coach, and uh, my my understanding is uh, Rick Pitino has uh, has called a number of times inquiring about the Texas Tech job. He's also mentioned in the Georgetown job. Uh, also mentioned in the Georgetown job is Ed Cooley from Providence. Remember a couple of years ago, uh, Providence and Ed Cooley unfortunately beat uh, Texas Tech in a non-conference game at the uh, uh, in Chicago. Jeff Capel, the Pitt coach, Mike Bray, the former Notre Dame coach, uh, he basically, he's out at Notre Dame, but the guy's only 63, and he says he wants to coach some more. So I don't know if he's going to take a year off and then coach. And then Mike Boynton, uh, the head coach at Oklahoma State, they're trying to get into the tournament for the second time in three years. Um, 
the other one was the other year they couldn't because you know Kansas committed all those violations, so they put Oklahoma State on probation as a as a means to uh, to penalize uh, the Big Twelve and the Jayhawks. It's tongue in cheek there. Um, and then the other thing I heard uh, I saw last night, Jamie. And this is curious, and I think this is somebody Texas Tech should go after if indeed he's interested in getting back into college coaching. But Billy Donovan uh, apparently is uh, rumored to be close to um, being heavily considered for the Texas job. Mm-hmm. What would you think about Billy Donovan at Texas Tech? I, I would I would sign up for that. I would definitely Man, sign me up too. Me too. The guy went back-to-back national championships at Florida. Hasn't exactly killed it in the NBA, whether uh, with uh, Oklahoma City or or his current team. But um, man, I think he would be he would be some kind of fantastic uh, to have. I certainly wouldn't want to compete against him at Texas. No, definitely not. Definitely not. He he could do some good things there. Yeah, no, no question. Um, so if, if that's the case, then I guess that leads you to think that, that perhaps that um, uh, Rodney Terry is not going not gonna to get that job on a, on a permanent basis, despite being, big, being the uh, Big 12 uh, Coach of the Year. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jeff? Chuck with the particulars. Here's Jeff McGuire. Chuck's busy. It's fine. We all get it. Uh, 19... No, no, no. I. <laughs> no, that's not. You were busy. True. I... You can <laughs> lie to other people. You can't lie to me on this one. You were busy there for I a could... second. I-, I couldn't hear what you. I couldn't hear the the music. And yes, I was. I was visiting with a gentleman here having his coffee before his morning run. So so you go ahead with this day in sports history, gentlemen. 1962, due to the no black policy, the Phillies leave Jack Tar Harrelson Hotel and move to the Rocky Point Motel 20 miles outside of Clearwater, Florida. Good for them. Good move on their part. 1963, Major League Baseball infielder Pete Rose debuts with Cincinnati at spring training in Tampa, Florida. He would get hits in his first two at-bats. Those wouldn't be the last two. No, those wouldn't be two that counted yet. Also on this day in 63, San Francisco Warriors center uh, Wilt Chamberlain scores 70 points in a 163-148 defeat to the Syracuse Nationals. In at there's no way I'm gonna get this right. The Agadoga War Memorial, Onondaga, O N O N D A G A, Onondaga, Onondaga. Aha! I knew I wouldn't get there right. Uh, 1991, the 12th Big East Men's Basketball Tournament took place, and Jamie was a happy camper. Why, you ask, Chuck? Syracuse won because Seton Hall beat Georgetown 74 to 62. Okay. Yeah, I could have had one of those shirts when I was a kid that said my favorite two teams are Syracuse and who's ever playing Georgetown. Gotcha. Uh, also in 1991, Eddie Sutton is the first NCAA coach to lead four schools into the NCAA tournament. And in 2022, after a 99-day lockout, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association reach a new collective bargaining agreement Major League Baseball teams set to play a full 162-game season in the upcoming year. 
after taking the first two weeks off because it took them too long I'd, to figure out that they all wanted to work together. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that. Uh, frustration. Happy sure. National Ranch Dressing Day. Chuck's not a fan. Hate ranch dressing. Told you. Nothing, nothing goes on ranch dressing. N- nothing for me with ranch dressing. I'll eat a salad dry without ranch dressing. I don't really eat dressing, so, I mean... But, I mean, I know a lot of people eat a lot of different things with ranch, from fries and stuff like that. I love ranch-flavored Doritos. Although that's Cool Ranch. That's a little different. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to country singer Carrie Underwood is 40. Olivia Wilde is 39. Robin Thicke is 46. Justin Herbert, 25. Uh, Sharon Stone is 65. John Hamm, 52. And Martellus Bennett is 36. Oh, wow. Wow. That's younger than I would have thought. Okay, I got a bite. Which one? Sharon Stone, John Hamm, or Martellus Bennett? Martellus Bennett. Okay. Because Sharon Stone doesn't look 65. So that that would be fair for all of those. I just knew that she was in that ballpark just because of... You know, she has been where acting she was. for quite some time. Right. And on this day in 1864, President Abraham Lincoln signs a brief document officially promoting then Major General Ulysses S. Grant to the rank of Lieutenant General of the U.S. Army, ta- uh, tasking the future president with the job of leading all Union troops against the Confederate Army. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. Courtesy of Jeff McGuire. No, I was just visiting with a man here uh, in the lobby of the hotel that I'm in in downtown Kansas City. Jamie, this this would make your heart warm. This guy is 86 years old, and he runs six miles every day. He's run a mile already today. He's going to run five more. He said, I'm a marathoner. He's running 15 miles on Sunday. He said at one point in time, he ran every day for 17 years consecutively. Every day, wow. 365, 365. And so one of the suits came up to him because, I mean, he, he doesn't necessarily look like he's one of the guests. I mean, because he's got a, he had a kind of a, one of those, uh, you know, protective, one of those reflector vests on that looks like he was a construction worker, although not a construction worker and, you know, had leggings on and shorts and, I mean, Looks, looks like a guy that, uh, you know, probably somebody here doesn't belong. And he he looked like that guy. And he's like, uh, sir, I see you here every day. Um, uh, what's your name? And just uh, having a casual conversation with him. And then he now he understands the rest of the story. And the uh, the hotel guy was talking about, and he, he appears to be my age or a little bit, probably a little bit older than me because he has a 26-year-old grandson. He said he plays tennis. And he plays, he plays tennis all the time. And he said he can still beat his grandson. And I thought, wow, Jamie would love to meet this guy who in his 60s can still beat his 26-year-old grandson. That is that is your future, Jamie. At some point in time, when you're 70 or 80 years old, you'll still try to beat your grandson or granddaughter, whatever it happens, no. in tennis. That, that feels like um, – well, that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't want to downplay yeah. that, but – I mean, it could be that the 26-year-old grandson's just not any good. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be disappointed with myself. Yeah. You haven't done a better job of training him. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That'd be reflect. That'd be poor coaching on your part. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Red Raider Two Guns. He's just not been. He has not been Team Chuck the last lately. He said. I, he says this. I know. I knew Chuck was weird, but he's reached new heights. <laughs> Which part? I don't know. I mean, today seems pretty calm. Yeah, I mean, I just so I talked to an old man and learned his life story within about thirty seconds. I mean, <laughs> that that's that's pretty that's pretty pretty standard by the way i mean my elevator trips in this on this trip has been have been quite fascinating jamie um one night is it reaching the top floor it is i'm not i'm not at the top floor i think the top floor is 20 22 i'm on 14 um (laughs) funny guy but 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 one 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 of my trips i rode up with friend for and i I left him alone because he was with other people and i just i I, I resisted the urge to, you know, extend the right hand of fellowship because he was coming off of a game. looked like look he looked tired. It looked like he didn't need any of Chuck Hines. And then last night I rode down on the elevator, and it was uh, one of our game officials from our game. And I, I looked at her. She had a, her suitcase with her, and I'm like, "Are you off to another game?" And I said, "Hey, I'm Chuck." And and she didn't respond with, "Hey, I'm Julie." And so I guess she thought I knew who she was, but I was pretty sure. It was one of our game officials, which didn't exactly go well at the end of the game uh, yesterday because Coach Gurley called, got teed up. So maybe, maybe she felt like I, she wa- I wanted to engage her, but I, I didn't. I was just being, I was just being friendly, Chuck Hines, there in the uh, in the elevator uh, last night going down. I felt like on the broadcast yesterday, you guys were a little. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It felt like you were uh, you were chippy. You guys were chippy. We were chippy. You were un- unhappy with just the way things were going and the, the officiating, and you were you were questioning a lot. Okay. Which I mean, I, I'm not I'm not being critical. I'm just saying. Okay. It the, maybe the intensity of the postseason. Made, maybe so. Made it chippy. Maybe so. I, I thought we were. We thought we were. <laughs> Chris, I always give us pretty good mark after a game. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought we were. I thought we were pretty good, actually. But I mean, oh, I didn't say you maybe, weren't good. I didn't I know, say you I know, weren't good. I know. Yeah, I know. No. I know. I know. Yeah. Chippy. Chippy. Yeah, you were chippy, chippy towards the officials. Chippy. Okay. Yeah. And, and I thought yesterday was one of our better. There was a uh, uh, specific tell, Jamie. The specifically, there was a call with uh, Bryn Gerlich where we thought she was going to take a charge. Yeah, it looked like her feet were set um, when we saw the replay. Uh, the the play happened at the other end of the floor from us, um, and it was at a. It, you could have used that call. I'm not saying you would have won the game. And I look, it, I don't think the officials lost the game for you by any stretch of the matter. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open this morning at 806-771-0973. The H Flooring Center chat line open via the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. So get uh, get you ready for the sporting day. We'll have uh, Tech Baseball on the air today. They take on the 23rd ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll have the broadcast at six play-by-play tonight from Rip Griffin Park at 6.30. Jamie, what are you looking forward to the most uh, out of this uh, baseball weekend for the Red Raiders? Um, I would say, what am I looking for the most? Uh, I want to see if Kyle Robinson can duplicate or come anywhere close to duplicating his performance of 
late Sunday night, early morning, where he went six shutout innings against the Aggies. I want to see if he can do that in a starting role. Okay. Um, how about uh, relief or closers? Anybody you have your eye on for the for the middle inning guys or the the guys that that close close it out? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if as far as the closer position goes, I don't know if Damian Bravo has kind of handed that job off now to Andrew Devine. Devine came in for the ninth on on Tuesday to finish that game out against New Mexico, and uh, obviously it had been Bravo as the closer before that until you know he kind of had his meltdown in the ninth against A and M on Sunday. So I guess that's a that's a question mark leading into the weekend. Who's who's your closer and um you know, is it Divine or is it Bravo? Were there any um lingering effects from the uh sixteen inning game and the late night return on Tuesday? Or do you just kinda look at this baseball team and go, Hey man, that was that was a really good performance on Tuesday, given that you played sixteen innings on Sunday night and you landed in Lubbock at 4 o'clock in the morning, and still, uh, even though you, you, you did get a, a night's rest, so to speak, but then came out and played pretty good baseball on, on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, I don't think there was any lingering effects at all. I, I do not. I, it looked like a team that was ready to go. It look, didn't look like a team that was shell-shocked or devastated over the loss. didn't look like a team that struggled to – you know, have motivation or energy because they got back, you know, at four o'clock in the morning. And, you know, Coach Tadlock and I were talking in and a couple of the players had told them they slept till one or two in the afternoon that day. So I bet they were good to go. <laughs> so I, I don't think that was that was an issue. And that would have been on Monday, a day before that. So you played well on Tuesday. Uh, I, I really I like the way you played on Tuesday. Now, lingering effects, um, lingering effects are, yeah, the 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 injury to the ankle of Gavin Cash or the Austin Green hamstring. Those those are the lingering effects, but those are just, you know, injuries that happen in sports. Yeah, that's 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 sports, right? That's baseball. That's stuff that happens. Well I think that speaks to I mean I I think that speaks to the culture of your baseball program and your team, that your guys, you know, just kind of have the the mental capacity and uh, ability to to not let that kind of hang over so to speak because it probably would have sure the people were tired or like okay where are we or my head's in the clouds a little bit here i think that's i think that speaks well for just the overall climate uh of that program to be able to go in and put your head down on tuesday um and 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 win a baseball game uh and, and really not be i don't know threatened i guess maybe would be the better way to say that um I mean, New Mexico had the early lead in that game, one to zero. But um, I, you know what, Chuck? I think, I think in all sports, you can always find a reason to have an excuse, right? You can, you can. Ah, man, you know, it was a tough road trip that we just went on, and oh, we we were just dealing with so many injuries right now. And they're all. I'm not saying that any of them aren't legitimate. But I, I just I don't think that this team was looking to. I also don't think the team was devastated by losing to A and M in sixteen innings. I just I don't think. I mean, think that I think the Tech fans who lost to A and M were probably more bothered than the players. It's not really a rivalry to them, so I, I don't think there was like 
oh man, we lost a big series. I know we, I know they lost two out of three in Houston, but it didn't feel like there was any of that whatsoever from the team. So I, I think that they they weren't looking for excuses. They were just you know, hey, let's let's go worry about today. Yeah, no, and maybe that 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 may have been the most disappointing thing that that people that they weren't distraught because, but that just speaks to the fact that. You know, AM has been out of the conference for a while, and these guys were really young when they left the conference. And even though there's the, you know, the the rivalry, so to speak, with with Texas A&M, there's not the quote rivalry that maybe we knew uh, when when they were in the conference and you were competing against them all the time in every sport, and you always wanted to you know, hated them, you wanted to to beat them, and there's that's part of what realignment has done. Uh, is, is take away those those rivalries uh, where you just despise them. Now you may go, now it's technically them. We're, they're not in our conference, so yeah, we want to beat them, but it ain't the end of the world. Well, it used to be the end of the world, but it, it's not anymore for, I would, for the younger group. Cause, yeah, I would guess it's way more TCU or Texas for our guys than, than Texas A&M. Okay. Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of realignment, um, just, just so you know, man, it that, it looks it, it looks like it's coming really quickly. Um, there's a, another article on CBSSports.com. Uh, it's written by a guy by the name of, of Dennis Dodd. And in my in my Kansas City days, I used to know him casually, very casually. And I, I talked to Dennis uh, on Wednesday, I believe, is when I talked to him uh, over at uh, the men's side. And uh, you know, he he says that he's been told that kind of watch out in the next week or so um, that he's hearing that, you know, once this TV deal doesn't go down uh, for the PAC 12, that, um, that we're going to see some conference realignment in these four corner schools uh, that are rumored to be coming to the big 12, that, that this could happen sooner than later. So just kind of be prepared for that. And it, and it may only take one school to say yes uh, and then the other schools just it just kind of falls in order uh, like dominoes uh, after that. So uh, we could we could find ourselves in a in a spot where the the Pac-12 comes crumbling down here uh, this spring uh, because if they can't get that TV deal done, um, then these other schools are going to start going. Hey, we got to fend for ourselves here. We can't worry about Washington and Oregon. We got to worry about Arizona or Arizona State or Colorado or Utah. And we better find ourselves a landing spot, or there ain't going to be any chairs for us in this musical chair game of uh, of conference realignment. It's a little scary. Yeah, but I, the good the good it's scary for them. But I mean, I guess from the from the Big Twelve standpoint, uh, the Big Twelve is as as solid as it's been. You know, even though you have the losses of, of Texas and uh, and Oklahoma coming up, uh, the fact that you've got teams that are in talks with you or schools that are in talks with you uh, to join on makes you, makes you stronger and uh, puts you in a, puts you in a pretty good spot uh, to, you know, to be able to kind of solidify yourself and, and, you know, regroup and, and survive the loss as as best you can of of Texas and Oklahoma and just go, Hey, these guys ain't with us anymore. Uh, They're gone, move on. And uh, these schools are, are coming on board. So I just found that interesting in uh, talking to him uh, briefly in the media room the other night um, about this and 
So it just seems like it's more likely to happen than not, and maybe more likely to happen here in the next couple of months than not, if not sooner, because of these TV talks that are that are breaking down. So I would I would look for the quote four corner schools to be joining the Big Twelve at some point in time before before the end of 2023 and maybe even before the end of the summer your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction jamie's question of the day on double t 97.3 is presented by bizarre solutions call them today for a free cybersecurity audit all right, Jamie, what you got for me today and Jeff and our fine, fine, fine listening audience? All right, my question for you today is involving Red Raider football. I want you each to give me your top three question marks that you have heading into the season. It can be about position group. It can be about, I mean, just about anything. Makeup, okay. mentality, leadership, whatever. Three big questions you have for the Red Raider football team heading towards next year. Okay. Um, I got a question. Who's going to, who's going to be the kicker? Because, you know, uh, you know, is, and, and can, can he be as accurate as, as what you've had in the last uh, couple of years? Uh, also is, and will the offensive line be as good as advertised because coach McGuire, when we had him on, uh, 10 days or so ago or a week ago said that it was going to be a strong position group. And uh, he spoke glowingly about his offensive line in, in a manner in which we've not heard a head coach speak in quite some time. And I don't think it was just coach speak, but I, I want to see if that's actually going to be the case. And, and finally, can the defense do again what it did this past year? And can it be even a little bit better. Jeff? I know Joe McGuire, when he was on with us, said that uh, offensive line is going to be a strength. I need to see that. I, I need to see some. We've got a decent defensive line. I need to see them win some battles against the defensive line. Uh, also, who who's going to replace uh, your top 10 draft pick? He uh, Smith was fantastic, and you're replacing an awful lot of production from there, so I need to see where that's going to go on the defensive line specifically in the pass rush. And then, most importantly, can we keep a quarterback healthy? Ah. That would be like a fun that. thing to know. And I don't know that we'll have that answer until the season gets here, or really for any of these until the season gets here, but those are the three big ones. <laughs> All right, so, Jeff, you you guys are, for the most part, you guys are on the same same uh same wavelength as is myself. Uh, first one to me is, <clears throat> can you make a dramatic improvement on the offensive line? Because uh, it is desperately, desperately uh, needed. Uh, number two, who replaces Tyree Wilson's pressure on the quarterback? Who can get after the quarterback? Um, Tyree was able to do that and it made a, a huge difference with your defense. So I thought that was a, you know, a reason you were able to get more. Uh, turnovers and those kind of, you know, and, and able to get off the field more. So I, I just, um, man, who who can get after the quarterback? So the replacing of Tyree Wilson is is massive to me. And the other one is uh, who can become a, a go-to wide receiver? It just doesn't feel like, um, 
because of health a big part of it or because of production we just haven't had that guy that's been the dude and uh, i think you always need a dude at the wide receiver position and so who's gonna who's gonna step up jaron bradley miles price i think are the two top candidates um but who's going to be the go-to guy i think uh i think we're all pretty much spot on maybe maybe the kicker question was a little out there you know for for me but i mean I think you guys kind of expected that, so I kind of. It's just, on brand. It's fine. I, yeah, on brand. I love that. I, I was going to say I played to the crowd, but I think I like the term "on brand" uh, better. Uh, and look, let's let's face facts. I mean, Ty, Tyree Wilson, he he's kind of a, a once in a. I'm not going to say once in a lifetime kind of deal, but I think he's he's one of those guys that clearly doesn't come around very often, right? I mean, and, I mean he. He could be the first defensive guy. Nah, he may not. He won't probably be the first. He might be. It's gonna well, be he one comes of the a, first. He comes around often. He just doesn't come to Texas Tech often. <laughs> I mean, fair. there's plenty of Tyree Wilsons in the NFL. Yeah. They just go through yeah. SEC schools. <laughs> yeah. Like he started his career at A and M. They don't. Yeah, unfortunately, they haven't come to Texas Tech. Right. We could have used another year of him, or at least a fully healthy year of him. Um, but, I mean, you're pretty good. You're pretty good without him. But, man, you he was, like you said, Jamie, I mean, he he put pressure on the quarterback. I mean, what what do we know in today's brand of college college football and, and even the NFL? If you can't put pressure on the quarterback, then that that proves costly um, to your to your team and to your defense. And then just either, A, leaves your defense in the field too long where they give up scores, or, B, puts more pressure on your offense to score more points because your defense is giving up more. So, yeah, no, I think that'll be cool. That'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see where Tyree Wilson goes uh, in the draft next month, um, which, by the way, will be held uh, in Kansas City. I'll be uh, interested to see how that all goes down, too. Um, There was a point in time where I wasn't necessarily in favor of the rotating cities. Uh, I'm a traditionalist, and I I liked – you know the draft being in New York City and the and the the rafter rowdy guys from the Jets who were always complaining about who the Jets picked, no matter if it was, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or Joe Namath. For God's sake, they always found a way to to wring their hands, and I always kind of enjoyed seeing those guys wringing their hands. But maybe this is a better way to do it. You know, loving it, kind of spread the wealth a little bit and having it go from from city uh, to city. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, spring football is getting ready to start here to get after uh, spring break. And then you'll have uh, the spring football game. Hey, did you see where Oklahoma state is not going to have its spring football game? They're just going to have a, a basically a, a meet and greet with the fans. I did not see that. Yeah. They're, they're just going to, they're just going to have a little meet and greet. Uh, I don't meanwhile, think that's, call, that's probably not the worst thing ever. I mean, you get to no, control uh, you get to control a scrimmage or practice the way you want to, without people there, and at the same time, you are bringing the the team to the fans and letting them meet, greet, get autographs, pictures, all the above, hand out business cards. Sure, buy them sure. sport coats. You you act like that's like uh, like I'm handing out sport coats like uh, like a Pez dispenser that you know. It's not just anybody and everybody that can mm. can earn a, a sport coat, you know. Um, it's no, not first like they a, just have to compliment you on yours. 
It's not like it's a gold jacket, you know, you hand out at the NFL Hall of Fame. It was close. It was like (laughs) blue and gold. Or a or a green jacket like they give out at the at the Masters. Um, maybe I maybe I could come up with my own uh, uh, Chuck Hines brand, and uh, we could have a we could have a banquet. Uh, we could make it a, a fundraiser for a, a charity, and we could hand out a uh, maybe it could be part of the uh, Texas Tech uh, annual awards uh, that are done, and it's. Uh, the, the Chuck Hines jacket for the for the coach of the year. Ah, oh, I like it. You like that? Uh, I do have Joey McGuire's <laughs> lawyer on the phone, and he says you can't call it the brand. So, um, co- so it goes it. to oh, the you best said on brand. Yeah. On brand. It goes to the to the best coach on campus. Is that what you said? This, the coach coach of the year on campus, right? Oh, coach wow. of the year on campus. Good. Oh, I'm uh, I'm watching a guy get on the elevator that probably thinks he's the coach of the year. Or the escalator, and that's uh, Vic Schaefer from uh, from Texas. This is a pretty active lobby. I mean, I've seen Jeff Mitty, the the Kansas State coach. I've seen Chris Ogden from uh, the Texas Men's Organization. He was uh, he was down early getting a cup of coffee. Uh, looks like the Texas uh, women's team is uh, going over to shoot around the the uh, hotel here. It's connected to the Minnesota Auditorium, which which by the way. That was Texas Tech's final appearance in the Minnesota Auditorium. They'll be playing down the street. Uh, all the all the schools, men and women, will be playing at the big house uh, down the street here in uh, in Kansas City. So that'll be uh, that'll be next year. So see what uh, see what happens along those lines next year. So there you go. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open as well. Hit us up. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that and uh, look forward to uh, hearing your uh, comments, your feedback, your uh, critique, your uh, grievances, if you want to air any, all those, uh, all those kinds of things. We'll, uh, we'll get it uh, out here on the uh, on the airways for you this morning. You can uh, listen to us on the Double T 97.3 mobile app if you're traveling. Jamie, it's spring break uh, after today uh, for a lot of folks. They'll be uh, hitting the highways and the byways or maybe the camping grounds or going hiking somewhere. So, oh, uh, fine. Sure. Take me. Sure. <laughs> take me, please. Take me, take me, take me, take me, take me. Right? Man. You know, maybe some folks headed to the beach. I know you're not a beach guy, so you can you can um, take me to the some, beach. But some relaxation sounds good. Yeah. If it uh, had to involve sand between my toes, I would accept it. Okay. Uh, I have uh, a, a, a double T ninety seven three morning drive update. If you are uh, if you are ready uh, from our one of our stealth reporters out there. Um, well, our producer is not currently in the studio, so you'll just have to do it without the pomp circumstance okay. and fanfare that usually comes with dun, 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 this is a morning drive update and now for double t 97.3 morning drive update uh david collier our former colleague uh over there at uh klbk uh says uh he has reported that texas tech won't play in the nit and the chuck will spell many words wrong next week and he misspelled the word words he said works i'm sure it was spell check but i mean how funny is that that he was he said i would spell many words wrong 
and he spelled the word word wrong in his text to me. Now, why don't we just bring this, his son in to yes, do a competition yes, against yes. you? Oh, that'd be awesome. Maybe he mm-hmm. could be uh, a lifeline for me. Like he, he could be on the Visual Edge IT hotline, and I could say, uh, young master Collier, uh, <clears throat> could you help me out with this a particular word? And then he would he would spell it beautifully, and we would hear the ta-da. Mm-hmm. But that would be boring, right? No, that would be fun. That would be fun? Okay. <laughs> well, if he made you get it right, that would be boring. Uh, now, now, now Collier is claiming that's the joke, Chuck, that he spelled the word word mm. wrong. He was probably just trying to see if I would catch that. Mm. Yeah. That's what but, I would have uh, said, too, Chuck, <laughs> if I misspelled a word. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so somebody said, so we declined the NIT if invited. Yeah, I think we sounds like we already not have to run. Yeah, chosen not to run. And I think that's the right move, don't you, Jamie? I mean, I think I think this team showed us on Wednesday night that we didn't want to play anymore. I mean, at, at the end of the day. It appeared it, it appeared that way. I, I mean, maybe some guys did and some guys didn't. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, it would have just been the constant mention on every national television broadcast of, oh, and this is the interim coach because their head coach did this. And, you right. know, oh, after two years ago when Chris Beard left, I mean, I mean just – like the drama that comes, I just don't. Sure. I don't want that being brought up over and over again by the national media. I, I think that's well said. Uh, I think that's. I think that's well said. So, anyway, so I think you're. I think you're spot on with with that kind of uh, analysis. All right, uh, Tech and Iowa uh, today in uh, at Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park. These aren't just uh, corn fred fed Iowa boys that uh, pick up a baseball bat every once in a while. I mean, this this is a real baseball team, isn't it? <laughs> it is a real baseball team. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a good squad. They're they're very talented. Um, last year, you split with them. You played just two games, so um, they showed you that they were good there. Uh, they come in with one of the top pitching staffs in the country, so they're really going to challenge your hitters. They're okay offensively, but not you know not out you know out of this world or anything like that. But uber talented, uber talented. And it's funny as you go over the, up and down the roster, it seems like every one of them's mom or dad was a Division One athlete, or they got other siblings that are playing uh, elsewhere in college Ooh. baseball or volleyball or what. I mean, they're um, how about okay? So Marcus Morgan, who's a pitcher, we'll see this this weekend. How about listen to this guy? D1 scholarship offers in baseball, football, and basketball. His dad played basketball at Iowa. His mom played hoops at Drake. His sister played hoops at Iowa. She's in the WNBA. And his brother uh, played at Northern Iowa, and he's in the G, or played in the G League for a while, and he's now overseas. That's some pretty good genes there. <laughs> That's a talented family. No doubt. Goodness gracious. No doubt. Right. Yeah. I I love I love that aspect of and I, I think that um when I'm listening uh to you guys, um not to pat you on the back, but I will, um I, I love the backstories that you guys share during a, a baseball broadcast. Um because I, I I think it's fascinating to hear about um 
hey, this guy's grandpa did this or grandma was the first, you know, to run a sub, you know, 100, you know, sub, you know, whatever mile or 100 meter dash or whatever, uh, or, you know, like was on the water polo team for the 1980 Olympics that didn't get to go or something. I love hearing, I love hearing those backstories. And, uh, you know, in addition to the, the actual game itself, but I, you know, I, I love the little tidbits uh, that get that get thrown out. So sounds like you're going to have a, a fistful of them uh, for us, uh, Jamie, with this Iowa team. Hey, do you wish last year when you when they played Iowa that they could have played those games at the Field of Dreams? Wouldn't that have been Wouldn't that have been fun? Oh man, that would have been spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder. I wonder if they consider playing any college games there, or if it's just just too expensive to try to to do that. Um, and maybe it just they just don't have the the sponsorship or the revenue. But you know, it'd, it'd be great if they could do it around the time that they do the major league game there. Or maybe maybe it's hard to do that every year. But or when they do the major league game, that they they could do that in the. It's just you know you, you don't have the corn because the corn doesn't grow this time of year. Unfortunately, you just can't go out there and plant it. Um, but anyway, it would just be maybe an exhibition college game uh, around that same time. That'd be. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. It just seems like that would be obviously fun to do, you know, if they could uh, they could pull it off. This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.